Organifi is a line of organic superfood blends that offer plant-based nutrition made with high-quality ingredients. Each Organifi blend is science-backed to craft the most effective doses with ingredients that are organic and free of fillers and contain less than 3 grams of sugar per serving, like Organifi green juice with essential superfoods and a clinical dose of ashwagandha. It helps reduce stress and support healthy cortisol levels. Or Organifi red juice, a superfood punch that increases energy without caffeine and only 2 grams of sugar. Each Organifi blend is easy to use simply by mixing it with water or your favorite beverage while on the go, and they don't compromise quality for taste. Organifi takes pride in offering the best-tasting superfood products on the market at a price that works out to less than $3 a day. You can experience Organifi's high-quality superfoods without breaking the bank. Go to Organifi.com genius and use the code genius for 20% off your order. That's Organifi.com forward slash genius. Use code genius to get 20% off any item. Remember, www.organifi.com slash genius. Forget frequently asked questions. Common sense. Common knowledge. Or Google. How about advice from a real genius? 95% of people in any profession are good enough to be qualified and licensed. 5% go above and beyond. They become very good at what they do. But only 0.1% are real geniuses. Richard Jacobs has made it his life's mission to find them for you. He hunts down and interviews geniuses in every field. Sleep science, cancer, stem cells, ketogenic diets, and more. Here come the geniuses. This is the Finding Genius Podcast with Richard Jacobs. Before we get started, I have a quick favor. I've been self-funding the Finding Genius Podcast for five years now. I've done over 3,000 episodes. And as you can see on YouTube, we're up over a million views on the channel, which is fantastic. The next thing I really want to push on is to get up to 10,000 subscribers. Because once we do, we'll be able to put a donate button and uh, we'll be able to solicit donations uh, to help keep the podcast running and to also get the Finding Genius Foundation moving along. We have a big project studying anxiety, depression, and PTSD and working on a product to help people overcome these problems uh, because I've seen them explode recently after the, uh, you know, the last two years of the whole virus situation. So if you would, please subscribe to the podcast. That would help us tremendously. Give us a thumbs up. And check in the description for Buy Me a Coffee. It's about five bucks. If you could buy me a coffee, I'd really appreciate it. It would help keep the channel going, and I love coffee. Thank you. Hello, this is Richard Jacobs with the Finding Genius Podcast, now part of the Finding Genius Foundation. I have uh, Oliver Dowlin. We're going to talk about the uh, political potential of sortition. It's a, a study that he oversaw of the random selection of citizens for public office, part of the uh, sortition and public policy. So, Oliver, thanks for coming. How are you doing? Hello. Yes, great to be here. Great to be asked. Want to know more about this wonderful project? Well, please tell me about the current project. Current current work that I'm doing. Well, at the moment, I've been looking at uh, some ideas about extension of democracy and why the the people who were advocating democracy uh, were unable to look at the idea of extending democracy. In the, in the 19th century. That's the work I'm, I'm doing at, at the moment. 
particularly the idea of how much people actually knew about the random selection of citizens for public office and when did they know them. They're important people like, say, Marx and Engels that seem not to have known about it. And lots of people who've advocated democracy knew a little bit about what had happened in Athens, but not enough to really know and think how could this apply to the, the, the present day. Uh, so that's what I'm looking at at the moment. Uh, which is quite interesting. What do you mean the extension of democracy? What does that mean? What I mean is that we have a, a model of democracy, uh, which involves regular elections, parliaments and, and, and other bodies. The extension of democracy is the idea that, that citizens should be involved in the, the democratic process on an ongoing basis between elections and to, to safeguard some of the vital organs that are needed to, and institutions that are needed to keep uh, democracy going and stop it becoming a tyranny or stop it becoming abused or corrupted. So that's, in, that's, in, what ways, uh, in what ways do you see democracy being abused or corrupted? Like, what are some examples? Well, examples are whether, whether there's some, some form of, of uh, operation that's, that's happened, something that hasn't actually had the the uh, approval of the people and, and yet something that would affect the people a lot yeah so well, that lot... seems to happen constantly you know like um, here in the UK wherever you know we elect officials and then uh, they may do things you know they do lots of things without expressly asking their base yeah sure yeah sure so, I have this seems somewhat uh, you know reactionary at best oh yeah yeah I, I would not I'm not one of these people that advocate the idea that elections should be done away with and should be replaced with random selection. I have a something that I did a few years back now, with funded by a, an Australian organisation, which was about uh, citizens' parliamentary groups. And the idea of that was there should, for each sitting MP or congressperson or whoever uh, who had been elected, there are around about 20 members of the public from their constituency that are selected randomly. And they have various tasks to do, They'd like to make sure that the MP uh, adheres to the code of conduct, uh, that they're not corrupted or, or taking little business deals on the side for supporting various government action. There's, there's, there's that sort of thing. And also to help the links... Uh, create stronger links between the wider constituency and that MP, and also to demand action on any issue that they think is, is a threat to the integrity of the political process. So that's, that's that idea. And for, to do that thing, uh, to demand action, they could have a, a recall, they could have another election. But in order to instigate that, they would have to be supported by two or more other groups parliamentarian so it couldn't become a little sort of slagging match between people with, with partisan interests there's a trade-off there like if you know it takes a lot it seems like to recall someone it takes a massive amount of money and effort and time yeah and meanwhile they can get away with all kinds of bad behavior but if you make it too easy then that could be used as a weapon so nothing could get done so what do you do yeah yeah i mean i can i i I can see that, but I think the, the the gist of it, like anything, any any new idea, any new idea has to be quite rigorously designed, so to speak, so that the powers are are in control, so that they have particular powers. I mean, we've we've had juries for years, so we know we know about this, and there were times when the juries actually took a a very important role in creating the democracy that we have now. Raise one one issue is the. Uh, seditious libel controversy and that took place in the uh, 18th century in Britain and the the American colonies as they were then 
And if somebody published something critical of the government, they could be prosecuted by that fund of seditious libel. And uh, what used to happen is that if the juries thought that the the criticism was justified, they would acquit the person. And this happened over a period of about 40, 50 years. Cases would come up and juries would acquit. Then finally, the law changed that allowed the juries to to do this, although, you know, of course, they were doing it without being necessarily disallowed, so to speak. Anyway, what this did was to guarantee freedom of speech from which the the movement for democracy in the 19th century thrived. If they hadn't have had that, people would have been prosecuted for seditious libel, you see. So you you have a, a, a jury system there, which is a randomly selected system, but the juries actually have a quite a controlled function. And they sort of, in this sort of controversy, they just extended their boundaries bit by bit. You can see how that uh, happened, yeah? Well, that answers one potential uh, way to use it, right? And I guess again, yeah, the other yeah. side is political opponents. Again, if it's too easy, uh, then it can be used to, I guess, you know, make someone impotent where they couldn't do anything. They couldn't get anything done. Yeah, yeah. No, no. I think, I mean, I've got in the, in the study that I did for citizens' parliamentary groups, there were very uh, clear boundaries of what, the, what the, I mean, they would have, they would, have kind of monthly meetings with the with the MP and ask questions and thing, things like that. And uh, that, but they were also they would publish uh, accounts of this. But there were certain things they could criticise on and certain things that they couldn't. So it was it, it was you know I'm, what I'm saying is like in the juries where the juries have a, a, a specific role uh, and they're controlled in what they do and what they can't and, and, and how they how they do it. But they can't tell them to do is is how to make up their minds on a particular case you know they have to do that themselves in the same way with 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 any group with anything any any use of random selection at any point then you have to you have to control it and make it so it doesn't affect the 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 total government but helps the the people get more in contact with what's happening on their behalf and make sure that the the system is 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 working well yeah does that make sense i'm i'm pretty sure it does it makes sense um just as a, you know, as a regular person, like, I don't, ha- I'm, I'm trying to live my life. I don't have time to know every issue that's going on in, oh, my, yeah, sure, yeah. You know, in our Congress and Senate and all that. And I have yeah. even less time to do anything about the issues that I don't like that are being voted on or how they're being voted on. Yeah, sure. So how, how are we supposed to have like a true democracy then? It just seems to be very difficult with impossible well, I think, trade-offs. I, I, I think we got to look at it in, 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 in sort of different ways. I mean, one is if you think about sort of freedom, well, you've got you've got freedom from government, but you've also, uh, in order to maintain that, that, that those freedoms, you have to have freedom to participate. And it's, you know, I mean, the, the, the Athenians had huge numbers of people randomly selected that were part of their, not only of the boule, which is the main council, but they also were, were, were magistrates and they also had the people's courts. So of, of the citizens, of those who were citizens, male and not female, all sorts of restrictions like that, no slaves and, and, and so on. But within that citizen body, there was an, an immense amount of participation. And I think from what I understand of it, they actually knew that by participating, they were defending that that system from corruption and from aristocratic takeover. Yeah. Uh, so it's part of how they understood democracy was was much wider and uh, and in terms of participation and in terms of the defense of that democracy than what what we have nowadays. You mentioned earlier on that random selection is not something that you think would be good that elections are important. Is there yeah. like a, a hybrid 
you know, maybe for lower positions, random selections, okay, or maybe yeah. advisory bodies. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think the the key to it here is the the idea of the citizen witness. And that that sort of idea that it opens up areas of of, of 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 political discussion to to the witness. I mean, the the old idea was, I think, as one scheme put forward by Machiavelli, a, a similar one, the way you have tribunes that are at, at, a, at a quite a high level. If they see here or something that they they think needs greater approval, they bounce it down to a broader assembly. You see, so it, 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 without you know, sort of putting their foot on everything that's, that they, they feel. If they feel something is, is wrong and, and is creeping through without sufficient uh, scrutiny from, from, from the system, then they, they can refer it, you know. So it's that sort, of, that sort of game between limited responsibility but widespread limited responsibility and the more, it, you know, the, how we understand it with, with people who are professional politicians. That's how I, I, I can see the system developing or possibly developing you know i think we, we have problems at the moment with 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 people with dropping polling rates and so forth uh, so i think you know the idea of people actually feeling that citizens themselves feeling that they actually own the system to some greater extent as they do in common law with with where, where you have juries i feel that the, 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 the system belongs to the people but again what would this look like in practice what do you imagine it would look like well, I think useful to make a distinction between those those areas of, of, of the policy that are the state and those that are that, that are government. And I think one of the key things about random selection is its its, its impartiality, if, if you like. That's why it, it, it was actually used. So I think in areas of the state, uh, wherever you have anything that's controlled or run by the state, having groups of citizens involved somewhere on. I mean, in our National Health Service, for instance, I think that would be a a key uh, place. And also in in, in nationalised industries, so that nationalised industries are not just little firms that are only accountable through the civil service, but they're actually citizens involved in, in, in in, in saying what it's like to be the recipients, how, how well the trains are running and all the, you know, there's a whole stack of things. And you can take it even further. Uh, I mean, the Athenians actually had a, a head of state who was randomly selected uh, for one day at a time that they, they had a, a, a situation where they had a, a, a council of, of 500 and there was a, a, a group of those who were in charge as a, a sort of special executive. And then one member of this special executive, which was like a per tenth of a year, one member would be head of state for one day, you know, and they would hold the key to the to the treasury and they would receive all the foreign visitors. Yeah. Again, what, what would this look like? So randomly selected citizens or specific ones would, you know, the elected official would be required to counsel with them on certain issues or to meet with them at a certain frequency or like, how do you make sure that there actually is citizen participation? Yeah, I mean, I think I, I think in all these things and there needs to be very very careful planning, very careful pilot schemes, and and, and so forth in our in, in our, our current situation. Uh, but what it does is it just moves everything on a bit, if you, if you like, in terms of citizen engagement, citizen responsibility. And to think quite carefully, so that as you say, quite rightly, that you don't you don't want the situation where where it actually impedes the form of, of government. You want it so it, that it strengthens the government. I mean, the uh, citizens' parliamentary groups, in 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 a way, help 
that the idea of representation it's a two-way process there the, the 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 mp can have valuable discussions with the with the members themselves of, of, of the group uh to find out w- what their opinions are all, all the time rather than always going through the party line now if you think about it if you have people doing this and they have a this is like a an entry level something that's fairly uh, not carrying too much power but is important nonetheless then you you you've got a huge number of people that have held this office and then could be uh formed the pools for other forms of 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 uh of, of other institutions uh there's one book i was reviewing recently about uh science uh, about the dangers of, of 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 science being unaccountable, and that when scientific projects get going, they can um, get a momentum of their own and then become almost unstoppable without the, the fears of people about the various harms that these could do. And the, the the person who wrote this book suggested that there should be something like a science court uh, that that's quite early on in the fu- funding stages to discuss all these things and bring them out into the open and that, and that randomly selected citizens might be useful in that. So there's, you can see sort of all sorts of areas like this, that if people have had some experience at an entry level, there'd be other areas where citizens' views could, would, would be very, very important. Organifi is a line of organic superfood blends that offer plant-based nutrition made with high-quality ingredients. Each Organifi blend is science-backed to craft the most effective doses with ingredients that are organic and free of fillers and contain less than 3 grams of sugar per serving, like Organifi green juice with essential superfoods and a clinical dose of ashwagandha. It helps reduce stress and support healthy cortisol levels. Or Organifi red juice, a superfood punch that increases energy without caffeine and only 2 grams of sugar. Each Organifi blend is easy to use simply by mixing it with water or your favorite beverage while on the go and they don't compromise quality for taste. Organifi takes pride in offering the best-tasting superfood products on the market at a price that works out to less than $3 a day. You can experience Organifi's high-quality superfoods without breaking the bank. Go to Organifi.com genius and use the code genius for 20% off your order. That's Organifi.com forward slash genius. Use code genius to get 20% off any item. Remember, www.organifi.com slash genius. Okay, so what would a science court look like, for instance, on an issue? Oh, well, I mean, the science court, this is a, a, someone called Zeynep uh, Pamuk, who's just written a book about science and, and, and democracy. So, I mean, I would have perhaps a different perhaps a, a different way of, of, of designing it. And, but, you know, it would be a science court. So what, what, what it would be is that when a, a new proposal seemed to be coming up, that citizens had the right to uh, petition and to say they wanted the science court uh, to be held on such and such an issue. Say, you know, I mean, the, the, the popular one at the moment, of course, is question of, of, of the, the speed that vaccines were in, in, introduced with, with, with very little uh, discussion on, on the side effects, for instance. So that's this one. There are, there are other, other important issues uh, about what, what science is, is doing in terms of e- e- ecological problems that might, might arise, or they might be there to, you know, we, we can probably, it's not down to me to, to name them, but the citizens might be concerned about the long-term effects, just the, the, the harm that, that they feel might possibly be, be done and, and ask for the science court to be convened. So they initiate, that's important. Uh, and there would be 
experts. Uh, they could nominate experts themselves. There could be other experts nominated by other parties. There would be the similar thing that we, we have in, in, in a court where you have a very simple question put forward or a number of very simple questions. And there would be those who advocated it and those who opposed it. And uh, there would then be a, a vote by the, by the, 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 the citizens in, in, in the grouping there, you know. That, that's that's the sort of thing that, that Zainab uh, had in, in in her advocacy of this sort of thing. Yeah, has this been tried, or is there a no, no, no. Uh, is there a lab where, where you know, even on a city level or some kind of level where this no, is being is, tried? No, this is this is this is a, this is a new idea. It's it, it, it's not being tried in 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 our. I mean, you, you can see that that has been the case in 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 ancient Athens. That there were jurors up up to. Uh, 2,000 jurors, 2,001, in fact, was the figure. You always had the one, so that in case they... Uh, and that would happen with those. If somebody uh, felt that uh, or, or thought that uh, one of... The, there were elected politicians as well, but if one of the office holders was, was, was guilty of corruption, they could, they could set up a court, yeah? They could, they, they could defame... You know, they, could, they could call the court... Yeah, uh, and then what would happen is is people would 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 talk on for and against, and then the, the jurors who were all all randomly selected would then vote in a secret ballot, yes or no, to to, the, to these actions. Uh, so it's not it's it's been done before, but only in the in the small city states and a long time ago. But I'm sure that you could look at the examples of that and see how that could be uh, adapted in in, in 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 a modern context. To give people, a lot yeah, of I mean, are there, are there any really good historical examples with details of how it worked and what the outcomes were? Yes, yes, yes. The, 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 the Athenian one is 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 definitely there. There's a the famous one. I can't remember the name of the of of the battle, but there was a famous uh, sea battle uh, in which the uh, captains of the of the fleet sailed past the the wrecked boats without stopping to pick up uh, those who were struggling in the water. Uh, and that was brought in, in in front of the the courts in Athens. It's very you know, and, and they they then found the the captains who'd who'd who'd, who'd done this sailing past as as, as guilty of, of of not considering their fellow sailors. You see, so there's lots of, lots of examples in, in in Athens, particularly where this was much more widespread. Now, of course, it was used uh, in lots of other contexts as, as as well, and in 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 lots of different ways. You know. Well, I mean, unfortunately, people always try to game the system, whatever the system may be. Yeah. So are there, are there you know, have, have you or other people thought through, like, how could this system be gamed and how could it be tweaked so that there's less likelihood of it? I know it's not possible to 100 percent, but, you know, what elements do you think are critical to making sure that this is not a BS process? It actually happens and, uh, you know, it's not contorted or twisted to to someone's well, will. Well, I go back to. The work that I was doing, and, and, and I mean, you, you, you're looking at, I mean, it was, I should say, it's not really discussed. It's be, it, only in the last kind of 10, 15 years that there have been r- real proper discussion of it. We're not in a position at the moment where we have a lot of uh, ex- ex- modern examples. If you were to compare this to Athens or we would compare it to the republics in the uh, Renaissance period and then late Middle Ages, and particularly in, in, in Italy, they were doing it all the time. And so when they could watch what happens with one case, they could see how it worked and how it didn't and adjust it for the next case. Now, we're not in that position quite at the moment. 
there is an interesting example that was used in 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 Mexico recently. Uh, I think it's the Marina Party, Marino Marina Party, uh, and they actually in their selection of candidates used random selection for a certain proportion, which actually prevented the corruption that had or inhibited the corruption that had gone into people trying to find their way into into onto the candidates lists, and that was very successful. Got a lot of new people into the into the into the parliament as well. So there, there are people who are kind of using it in and, and getting success from it, but it's not as widespread, I'm saying, as uh, it was in certain certain periods. And I think it, it grew up in these periods because of the sort of dangers they were facing, because really to do something randomly, it's, 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 it's a bit of a last resource. You've got to have a, a really serious and really good reason for using random selection instead of just using conscious discrimination, yeah? Where would you like to see this implemented as a, as a good modern test? Where could it be? Or do you think it would have a good chance of, um, you know, not only being successful, but being, being an example for larger things to incorporate and use it? Well, I think, I mean, I can, I, I can, I can only talk about the, 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 the ones that I'm thinking of at the moment. But I keep coming across various things where people are saying, oh, this is a leak in the public interest, for instance. Yeah. Now, I think that if that any, anybody was saying, claiming there was public interest in, in leaking a document or whatever, then it should be the public that decides that. And uh, rather than having the whole public having a, res, you know, a, a referendum on, on, on a single small issue like that, that, that random selection is, is, is a good way of working that. Because what it, what it is here is that, and I d- was looking at it myself when I first started doing the research project on it, was... How do you actually understand random selection? And I think the way that I did it, it was to draw two parallel lines. And if we were doing it visually, I would draw this now for you, uh, vertically top to bottom. And, and that is, does a thing called the blind break. And on the on the one side, on the left hand side of that, you draw up all the options. And on the other side, you draw the, the, the chosen option. Now, the blind break is a, a key feature of the lottery. If you don't have a blind break, it's not a proper lottery or if that's compromised in any way. And I always say that if you're designing forms of randomly selected citizens, what they that could be used, what you have to ask is what is the value of the blind break? What does that do compared to choose actually choosing people? If you want, and I would say that it's actually what it does is it actually limits the power to some extent. It takes away power from people who are trying to appoint people to the, the to where they want them to go yeah so this could be it could be in, in used in any any context it doesn't have to be the citizens themselves it can be groups of uh, well qualified citizens so for instance um, I, let's let's think of of, of one um that could be uh, it could be scientists, group of scientists who are in, in, in charge of looking at things and, and, and maybe you choose them instead of just letting them choose each other where you might get vested interests and corruption and so forth. You, you, you could have them chosen randomly so that you, you broke that power of, of appointment. So I'm thinking when you find places where the, the power of appointment can cause a, a problem, and that was the case in, 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 in Mexico, and that's why they did it, you see. So have you seen uh, good results from these kind of experiments or were there unexpected bad results from any of the examples that you've seen? Well, there have been bad examples in, 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 in time of places of times when institutions were designed with or thought about with 
uh, random effects. Only the worst example is the, the French Directory, uh, which was the post-revolutionary sort of s- small government unit. And what they did, they they did on that was to say that they would deselect somebody randomly in order to start a rotation system going, and that had. Uh, very bad consequences because at a time when you wanted some sort of predictability and you wanted the people to be a reflection of the the genuine voting pattern of 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 the, the convention at that time, taking somebody out away randomly was 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 not very good at all. Uh, whereas if what could, what they could have done there was to have another member of the of the directory who was for short shorter period selected randomly from the convention as a way of kind of uh, reporting back to the convention or something like that that would have been a much more sensible way of using that i think another example of of that was uh in william penn's early did an an early draft for the constitution of pennsylvania and had a similar sort of idea that the people would would vote for a a, a congress and then a third of them would be selected randomly and and taken out of office after one year and to start the rotation system and he changed that he changed that and and made it so that you had three elections election for people for one year election for people for two election for other people for three years and then could start the rotation system like that so what i'm saying is that it shouldn't when you use random selection it shouldn't be in a way that that compromises the the collective voting there's another example it's the famous one that that we, we, we see is that when there's a tie in i think in american uh election some american elections when there's a tie they toss a coin for it uh well if two people have have, have, have got 50 percent of the vote exactly 50 percent of the vote each it's totally unfair on the 50 percent that voted to to do it on the toss of a coin uh what would be better in those circumstances for instance would be for them to split office and have half a year each if it was a year office and toss a coin to see you had the first one and who had the second one yeah i understand I mean, at all points in the process, you know, like you can say it's random, but someone yes. may, can, may get in there and uh, distort the randomness a little bit. So or, just set it up, or, or just set it up so it, it, it doesn't actually work and doesn't actually help the institutions you're trying to uh, trying right. to put together. Yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah. Th- th- it's always been used in answer to a problem. And the problem, the, 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 the straightforward problem in the, in, in, in the Athenians' case is that their council was like the head of the, was like the centre of the state. They were the people that set the agendas for the assemblies. They, they did all sorts of things. Those, those people looked after, oversaw the magistrates, did everything, yeah? Uh, now, when the democracy was, was first formed, they, they introduced that I, idea of using it randomly to, to prevent the aristocrats having a, a, a free hand if it's been elected so it was a way of actually making sure of protecting that and making sure that it, had, that it, it was representative of the the the, uh, the demos of the people and and, and not of the, the the aristocrats yeah so it was a defense of, of 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 democracy if you like along with you know things like ostracism which was put in at that stage yeah in in the in the uh, renaissance ones and the uh, the uh, first and second Florentine Republic and things like that it was mainly used against factionalism and it was used in combination with voting so in in in, Flor- in, Flor- in Florence they would uh, they would uh, elect a whole group of people whose names were put in a bag and then would draw out a certain number to be the the top executive for, for, for every two-month period 
And the reason that they did it like that was if you didn't watch it, the families would be so would be squabbling and using their power and influence uh, and patronage to 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 get one. It was so they had an idea of a shared of a shared political system amongst the chief families. That was why they did that. And that's the case in many other places that it's used. Okay. Well, very good. Uh, how can people find out more about Sortition and again, uh, you know, the the work in Athens and, and your work? Where can they go? What's a good place for them to start learning? Well, I I have a book <laughs> called the political oh, okay. the political potential of Sortition, which is quite a you know, it's really my it's my uh, written up PhD thesis which I did in, in, in Oxford in, in, in 2002 to 2007, yeah? Um, and, and, and that is, it takes the idea, it, it, it's a number of case studies, and it's, it takes the theory, that theory that I talked about, the blind break and those sort of ideas, how do you identify a, a, a lottery and, and, and what it works, and what, it's, what, what, what are the good points and the bad points of it, you know? <laughs> A lottery is unpredictable and you have to have a good reason for it to be unpredictable, you know, to make it worthwhile using. Yeah. And and, and then a series of case studies, as, as I've explained to you, the historical case studies that show how it's happened and how it's 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 been it's been used at different times, both successfully. And as I explained, sort of unsuccessfully as well. Mm. OK, well, very good. Well, Oliver, thank you so much for coming. I really appreciate it. And uh Right. I know yeah. the idea is you know need a lot of, of fleshing out and everything and, and being yeah, yeah. action, but at least you're thinking about it. So thank you. Oh, oh absolutely. It, it, it's all you know. It, it's important at the moment that we find ways of of, of improving our forms of government uh, so that people don't feel left out and then then get tempted towards extremes and other other mm-hmm. from that. So you know uh, that's and and they and and important that people have trust in the political system as well. Yeah. And, and if we can think of ways yeah, of, of doing that, then that's that's going to be good for all of us. Okay. Okay. Well, very good, Ollie. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast. I appreciate it. Okay. Appreciate you doing that. Glad we could get through this time. Ganify is a line of organic superfood blends that offer plant-based nutrition made with high-quality ingredients. Each Organifi blend is science-backed to craft the most effective doses with the ingredients that are organic and free of fillers, and contain less than 3 grams of sugar per serving, like Organifi Green Juice with essential superfoods and a clinical dose of ashwagandha. It helps reduce stress and support healthy cortisol levels. Or Organifi Red Juice, a superfood punch that increases energy without caffeine and only 2 grams of sugar. Each Organifi blend is easy to use simply by mixing it with water or your favorite beverage while on the go, and they don't compromise quality for taste. Organifi takes pride in offering the best-tasting superfood products on the market at a price that works out to less than $3 a day. You can experience Organifi's high-quality superfoods without breaking the bank. Go to Organifi.com genius and use the code genius for 20% off your order. That's Organifi.com forward slash genius. Use code genius to get 20% off any item. Remember, www.organifi.com genius. You've been listening to the Finding Genius Podcast with Richard Jacobs. If you like what you hear, be sure to review and subscribe to the Finding Genius Podcast on iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts. And want to be smarter than everybody else? Become a premium member at FindingGeniusPodcast.com. 
This podcast is for information only. No advice of any kind is being given. Any action you take or don't take as a result of listening is your sole responsibility. Consult professionals when advice is needed.